What's up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Hello, ladies. Welcome to a new episode of Call Her Daddy. I am so fucking hungover. I really went after it last night. It got to the point where I valeted my car and my car is still at catch stake. So I had a great night, but I want to normalize starting off having an awful night. Okay, so let's get into it. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants, iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor, Sparkling Ice, anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Daddy Gang, I get that there are some things you don't want to share, but bottling everything up inside can truly have some awful consequences. I remember growing up, I guess, honestly, the the truth is I was getting bullied and I was like so embarrassed to tell my family that because at home I was fine, but at school it was tough for me. And I just remember feeling so awful about myself and I kept it to myself and I dealt with it by myself. And it literally just caused truly maybe like a decade of trauma. And later in life, now that I've processed it, I'm like, damn, I would have been so much better off if I had just talked to someone about it. It didn't even have to be my parents. Talking helps a lot. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I have had such an incredible relationship and experience with therapy. I was so ready to get better and to better myself and understand myself more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash daddy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Do you ever find yourself looking at your full wardrobe, but still feeling like you got nothing to wear. Well, gather around, Daddy Gang, Saks.com. You're going to find instant inspiration for that date night, for that impromptu vacation, okay? Maybe you need a new dress because one of your friends is getting married soon, okay? So if you're looking for a new style or want to build a better relationship with your closet, then head to Saks.com to shop for everything on your agenda. Let me uh, bring you down memory lane. And memory lane as in last night, I was going to an event, Ashley Benson's fragrance line. She's launching a fragrance. Shout out. Love you. And I knew Ashley was going to be there. And I know Ashley, but I also knew like I didn't know anyone else that was going. And I knew Ashley was going to be super, super busy because the beauty queen herself, she's got shit to do. Right. And so I knew that I was showing up to this event going by myself. It is so debilitating. I had such social anxiety and I want to normalize this because I feel like this is so not my personality and I really had to like have a fucking pep talk in the car with myself. Okay. I realized because I wasn't going to know anyone, 
that I was so nervous to go. And my social anxiety just started to climb up and up and up and more and more and more. And I started texting people being like, I don't know if I can go. Like, I'm just going to text Ashley and tell her like, I fell. (laughs) I fell. I fell. And I'm here. (laughs) I can't get up. Like making up a fucking excuse to no, we're not. I I was like, I can't do that. So I'm sitting in my car. I'm freaking out, trying to figure out if I'm going to go. And then I go, I get to this event and I show up alone. I drove myself because I was like, I'm not even going to drink that much because, you know, I'm going to try to just enjoy myself sober and then I'll probably you know not stay too late because I'm not going to know anyone and everyone's going to be partying with their friends and I'm going to be the fucking lone loser that's gonna be like thanks for inviting me I'll take my fragrances and go fuck myself so when I walk in it's not crowded to the point where everyone is just meshing in and even if you're alone you can kind of wing it and no one's going to notice you I was sticking out like a sore thumb Also, let me clarify, that may have been in my mind, but in my mind, I was sticking out like a sore thumb because everyone was coupled off. Everyone had one person they were with. Everyone was kind of like up against the wall, having a chat, having a drink. And I walked in and there was nowhere to hide. I was in plain sight, loser. I understand I'm not a loser for going alone and being alone, but that's how you feel in the moment. You get in your head, you think people are staring at you. So naturally, my only option is to go get blackout. I go to the bar and I just get myself a drink, okay? And I am standing at the bar, pretty awkward still, trying to find someone that I could like, if I, do I know anyone? Do I see anyone? And I don't know one human. And Ashley's not there because she's out doing like pictures and stuff. And I'm by myself holding my dick in my hand at the bar. So I get my drink and naturally once you get your drink and the bar is very small. So like I should walk away from the bar, let others get in and get their drink. But I was clinging to that bar. I was holding on to the slab of wood, like the fucking Titanic bitch. Or wait, but that was the guy. The guy holding on to the, never let go, Jack. That was me, petrified to leave the bar because then where I go? Am I just going to like stand in the middle of the room like, (laughs) hey, hey, like swaying side to side, holding my drink? I refuse to go on my phone. That's a rule that I have for myself of like, I'm not going to fucking be that awkward that I have to indulge myself in looking at fucking Instagram. I'm going to be present, but I'm not going to be confident while I'm present. So I'm going to be the most transparent of literally how this went because it's it is embarrassing. But I think hopefully it can make some of you feel good because if this happens to you, you're not alone. I literally am drinking and it's now been like 10 minutes that no one has spoken to me. And finally, this group of people actually came over to me and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit my pants. Thank God, friends. I have saviors. I have a safe place. They come over and they're like, oh my gosh, like we love your podcast. Like I got my brother into it and I have a great conversation with these people. They're being so loving. They love the podcast. I'm like, oh, I love you guys. Let's hang out all night. And they're like, oh, we actually have to leave, but we'll be back like way later for like the party and stuff. But like we have to go to a different dinner and then we'll be back. My heart sunk to my butthole. I was so sad that of course the one, the people that one knew my podcast and I could like relate with them and we could talk about shit they had to leave. And there I was. I got a quick taste of the fame and the fortune and the good feels. And then they left and I was by myself yet again. So I do the courageous thing. I go to the bathroom and I figured the bathroom, maybe I'd run into some people because it would be a private bathroom area. Maybe I'd get, you know, talk with some of the gals, but the bathrooms were complete 
individual bathrooms, not even like individual stalls in a bathroom. They were just individual doors that when you go in there, you're alone. (laughs) So a part of me was happy, but a part of me was like, I was using the bathroom to try to fucking find friends. Now I'm going to the bathroom to literally hide here like a fucking loser. I go into the bathroom. I take a selfie. You know, I'm looking good. I'm feeling great. No, I'm feeling like shit, but I'm looking good. I take a selfie and I even think as I'm talking about this, I'm like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. Like if the people then eventually that hung out with me know this. No, I'm not. Because this is fucking what happens when you show up to an event where everyone knows each other and you're one of the people that like doesn't know people. It is stressful. It is anxiety driven, driving. I don't fucking care to be correct right now. So I stand in the bathroom and I'm not shitting you for like eight minutes. Okay. There is a man that was outside in like the waiting area. And I thought he was waiting for the bathroom before I went in. And I was like, oh, are you waiting in line? He's like, no, 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 I'm not. So he was kind of just like loitering around the area. So I think to myself, it's been about 10 minutes. So I've either been taking a massive log of shit or what is she doing in there? Right. I had to fake a phone call. I love to fake phone calls. I love to fake a phone call in in public. I love to fake a phone call if my boyfriend is saying some dumb shit and I want to be like, oh, sorry, my therapist is calling me or my Nana's, he's like, your Nana's dead. Oh, well, she's calling me from the grave. Like, I don't know. I'm going to fake a phone call all the time. I have no fucking issues with faking a phone call. It's, it is a personality trait. It could be, be deflecting. I don't care. Personally, it's my comfort zone. So I fake a phone call as I walk out, but I realize that the new iPhone, the screen doesn't go black. The screen is at all times at a dim lit of your background phone screen. And so you can't fake a fucking phone call on these new phones. So I'm having to like pull it back to the side of my head, pretending I'm on a call because I know this guy is going to. And also, why do I give a fuck? I don't know. It was one of those things where if that was an isolated situation, I wouldn't have given a fuck if I was in that bathroom for 10 minutes. But I think because the layers of like feeling insecure at this event and then feeling insecure that this man thinks I'm taking a massive shit and I'm in there for too long. I was like, of course, I've been on the phone. I pretend I'm like giving my friend advice. I don't even know what I was saying. I was like, it's totally fine. Don't worry. Like I'm at an event, but like, it's totally fine. I just went to the bathroom. Like I'm going to, you're going to be fine. Like call me again if you need me. Like I am spinning in my lies like so deep. And guess what? I realized this man doesn't give a fuck. Because why was he out there? He was doing some shit on his own. I was freaking out and being a fucking weirdo creeper, like faking a phone call. So then I go back into the event and I go back in and something clicked to me. I was like, in college, I was so confident, even if it was completely fake, I was so confident in myself. And I remember like, I would go on dates with guys I had never met and I would show up and like I would or if he had all of his friends there, I would show up alone. Like I I was like, where did that Alex go? What the fuck is happening to me? Why am I getting more awkward with age? And so I go in there and I'm like, you know what? The first person I see at the bar because I'm going back to the bar. It's my safe spot. I'm going to just fucking talk to. So I go to the bar and I turn to my right And there's a guy and this woman. And I literally just say, how do you guys know Ashley? Boom. Okay. A common denominator. We're here for our girl. We're celebrating her tonight. Let's talk about her. And immediately 
before they even answer they're like wait I love your podcast and then the one guy's like oh my god your podcast ruined my relationship I was like oh fuck this is going south and he was like no I'm just kidding uh I, I remember towards the end like I shouldn't have cheated and she realized her worth because every time I would walk in she'd be like listening to your podcast and she broke up with me and I learned a life lesson I'm like this is so great and the night starts to go well okay all of a sudden because I took took a chance make a risk embrace and I said that I sang that on the last solo I can't sing it again I fucking love Kelly Clarkson she was my first concert ever I went with my sister and my best friend Kristen and it was the best time of my life um so anyway so I start talking to these people and this is like how well it went you guys so apparently there was assigned seating at this place and I was going to sob tears of sadness because I didn't know who I was going to be sitting next to But I will say there was something exciting about knowing if I sat down, there was going to be forced conversation rather than everyone at cocktail hour was hanging out with their friends and I was nobody's friend. So I was fucking alone. So we go and we sit down and I happen to be sitting next to the people that I just started to spark up conversation with a win, a win, a win. And all of a sudden the whole night takes a turn and we're having like such good time. We start taking shots. I get a concussion. (laughs) What? Um, Like I smash my head into like the plate that the woman was carrying with food on it. And like it just sparked a con. If you can't figure out how to connect with people, smash your head into something. It's an immediate conversation starter because if people aren't assholes, they're gonna be like, are you okay? The whole thing went without a went with went with with well went off without a hitch I stayed for the after party I was there I was taking shots I got so fucked up we were all taking pictures we were having fun we were exchanging numbers we were like let's get brunch this weekend oh my god this is so fun we have new friends and I left that night having so much fun and I thought to myself back rewind back to when I was sitting in my car texting my friends freaking out not wanting to go having a fucking panic attack so much anxiety being like I'm a loser I don't know anyone I'm gonna be so awkward the fact that I went into an event by myself and put myself out there and just tried to fucking talk to people and I know it probably sounds easier said than done but like whatever situation you're in like for me walking into a room of people in Hollywood that I don't fucking know I was insecure because like I I was by I would have loved to have a friend but now that I look back I'm happy I didn't because I would have hung out with my friend I would have not put myself out there and I wouldn't have made new friends probably in the way that I did because I had to heavily heavily rely on myself and engaging with these people so if you have to go to networking events or you're having to go to you know you're moved to a new city and you're trying to find friends and one person invites you to something, probably that person that invited you is going to have other friends there and they're not going to be chill with you just like hanging on to their arm the whole night. And so I think I learned like sometimes you have, what is the worst that was going to happen? I was going to feel like a loser that no one wanted to talk to me. Trust me, it, it crossed my mind to not stay and to like maybe try to get out of it early or something and then I had the best fucking time and like at the end I was just I ended up hanging out with Ashley she was finally like done doing promo shit and we were having fun and all of her friends and I were hanging out it was just such a good time to meet new people and to put myself out there and so the moral of the story is in moments where you think you're going to be very uncomfortable and awkward I actually think those are the moments that there's such opportunity for growth because now whenever I have to go do something whether it's for work or social I'm gonna remember this night and be like 
I started absolutely fucking miserable and I was terrified and it ended with me having to leave my fucking car at catch because I got so fucked up. We had so much fun and now these people and I are texting and it's like I have new friends in LA that I didn't have before. So I hope that just gives you a little bit of courage uh, because it's not easy and I'm sure on social media, even seeing my pictures from that night, it looked like I had a great night. I have all my friends. Ah, no, 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 that's not the fucking case. Let's talk about the dating app, Raya. Okay, so let me just be clear, and I'm not shitting on Raya. I think a lot of people always message me like, can you give me like a code for Raya or whatever? You don't want to get on Raya. Unless you want to like fly to New Zealand or like Australia, you don't want to go to... Every time I was on Raya, every fucking person lived like thousands and thousands of miles away. And like you're just... We don't uh, we don't need you to get on a plane to go see a man. We'd rather like go to the coffee shop and like meet up and see if you like him, right? So first and foremost, you're not really missing out. And no relationship I ever built off of Raya turned into something serious or something that I could take serious because... A lot of the people are just looking to like social climb and clout chase and like just be on there for like status and like partying and whatever. And if that's what you're into, I would have loved Riot in college. But when I was in out of college and in my 20s, I just kept being like, I want to stay in New York and go on a date in New York. I don't really want to have to fly to Zimbabwe or to Costa Rica. Well, Costa Rica would have been nice, but I don't really want to have to go to Antarctica or Alaska. (laughs) What? or Australia, or New Zealand, or Portugal. Portugal would have been great. There's just places you don't feel like getting on a plane to have your first date. You know what I mean? The firsty can be like a little closey. But what I want to say is this. If you have a friend on Raya, and this is my hack for you, and I guess this goes for all dating apps. If you have been struggling on the dating apps and you're exhausted, use your friends. What I mean by that is if your friend has Raya, because I did this with Lauren, okay, It was like last year, Lauren was like having a hard time getting on Raya. And then she was also like, I fucking hate dating apps. I'm so bad at it. And I was like, I still have Raya on my phone. Take my phone, take pictures of the men if you like them and go to their fucking Instagram and then screenshot their Instagram and DM them from your fucking account and say something like, hey, my friend has Raya and she was scrolling through it this weekend and I saw you and I thought you were super cute. I don't have dating apps. So I figured I'd just like message you here. Can you fucking imagine how cool that is? Can you imagine getting that message being like one, she's too fucking cool for dating apps. Love her. Number two, she's ballsy enough and putting in enough effort to be like, I saw you on an app that my friend has. So I got your information and I'm sliding in because I have no fucking shame. That's the new move. Use your friends to scope out the good ones and then DM them on fucking Instagram. I also think that can help you stand out more because Instagram DMing can move faster than if you're on the dating app. And if you also are saying you saw them on the dating app, so you're telling them what you want from this you want to go on a date, you're interested, but just fucking DM them on Instagram. I feel like no one is DMing people on Instagram anymore. And I feel like in college, it was my go fucking too. I would slide face first into athletes DMs, into doctors DMs. I was in any DM that I was like, this guy can buy me a nice fucking meal. I can get a break from my pizza rolls. Like let's fucking get it going. So 
daddy gang, you don't have to have Raya to be on Raya. Find someone on the fucking street. Wear a shirt saying, do you have Raya? Take their phone for 10 minutes. Take a couple pictures of good people and get in there. You know what's really interesting that has been uh, just like a something that annoys me that I just want to like claim and put it out there every fucking time that I meet people out hello daddy gang every single person almost says this to me oh my gosh you're so much shorter in person (laughs) I'm like uh thanks fuck me they're like wow you're so much shorter I thought you were like 5'11". I'm just going to put it out here because this is my podcast and I just want to do a little disclaimer. I'm 5'5". I thought that was like an average height for a woman. Apparently, I'm a shrimp. So I just wanted to let you all know that when you see me in person, don't be shocked. It's a 5'5 situation. Just fucking clarifying. So no one say that to me again because it makes me want to run the other direction and put heels on. It sucks. I wish I was 5'8". That feels like the perfect height, but I'm not. And you know what? It's okay. Okay, here is a topic I want to discuss because I have a lot of people in my life that have gone through this. I've gone through this and we're going to get into it. I think you need to break up with your partner before the holidays. I said it. Okay. I don't mean if you're in the most healthy relationship to go just, oh my God, Alex had to break up with my partner before the holidays. Okay, single. Woo. Let's go back hoeing it out on the streets. No. What I mean by this is If you have been struggling with your relationship, if you are doubting your relationship, if you are unsure that this is the relationship for you, if you guys have been fighting a lot, there's a lot of bickering, you're unhappy, break up before the holidays. Now, I think a lot of people pussy out and are like, I'll just wait till after the holidays. It's so depressing to do that. We already bought each other gifts. We already did this. Like we already have plans. I don't give a fuck. I remember someone very close to me in my life was having a very big dilemma a couple of years ago. And it was, do I still have them come to Christmas or do I break up with them? And I was like, well, do you want to be in a relationship with this person? And they were like, I don't think so, but like, I just feel like it's too late. Absolutely not. If you're doubting for a fucking second, I'm going to give you my rule book. Okay. Number one, you don't have to absolutely break up with someone before the holidays, but you're going to go on a break and you're not going to even call it a break. If you have been unhappy, you are going to address your partner and say this. And this is if you're not going to immediately break up with them. But I think sometimes this is easier than the breakup. If you're like not wanting to be confrontational, but you have to do like a version of it, here was what you're going to do. You're going to say to your partner, I feel like, and again, you have to cater it to obviously whatever your actual details are, but let's just, I'm going to give you a little format that's fake and you can fucking make it your own. Don't say this if this is not actually the issues you've been having. I feel like lately we have been fighting a lot and things have just been off and I feel like it's just been we're both very stressed there's just been a lot on us again make it your own we've been fighting you cheated we did that like whatever the fuck it is and I feel like with the holidays coming up I feel like we should just take some time I'm gonna go home I think you know you can spend time with your family um because I think we just maybe need like a reset moment to take some time alone and just be like 
what do we want out of this relationship? What are we doing? In your fucking mind, you can know I'm breaking up with this motherfucker come, you know, right between Christmas and January before New Year's because I'm not fucking kissing this bitch on New Year's. But the point is, is why the fuck are you going to stay in a relationship through the holidays that is you're making you miserable? Why are we doing that to ourselves? I can see a lot of people saying, well, I'll just do it after the holidays. Number one, you're a fucking piece of shit. If this person goes and gets you an expensive ass gift or they spend a holiday away from their family because they have no fucking idea you want to break up with them and you don't have the balls to end it and you're just like, I'll just do it after. Let me be so clear. That makes it 10 times fucking harder. If you spend a fucking holiday season with this motherfucker, you think you're going to do it after you're not. You're going to have to give some buffer time because you can't be a you'd be a psychopath if the day after Christmas you're like, by the way, I want to break up with you. Uh, wait, so you, everyone that does that knew prior and weeks, weeks, if not months, if not years prior, they wanted to end it. So basically what you're saying is I didn't respect you enough to allow you to make a decision for yourself to go spend the holidays with your family because I was not ballsy enough to just make a call that was how I was feeling and be honest and articulate it to you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why would you force yourself to spend the holidays just because you don't have the balls to end it this person's going to buy you a gift they're going to get closer with your family or it's going to be a disaster and it's going to yet again ruin your family's thanksgiving or your christmas or your holidays because you didn't have the balls to end it and then after the holidays you're going to have to put a buffer between when you can end it because you're going to look like a crazy person if you end it right after so all of a sudden you're now into february and guess what's february fucking valentine's day and then we're into march and people are going on fucking vacations in march to cabo then all of a sudden we're in fucking september and you're back at the same place so to all those people who are thinking they want to end their relationship but think it's easier if they wait till after the holidays, I'm here to tell you it's actually more considerate to your partner and to yourself to just end it now. And listen, I get it. I'm being like, I break up with them. I want to be so clear. It is so fucking hard to end a relationship. It's so awful. It's so emotionally taxing. It's so confusing. But if you are in your 20s or your 30s or especially in your teens and you have a fucking doubt in your mind that this is not the person you want to be with, if there are issues now, like my mother always said, anything that bothers you in your relationship will get 10 times worse when you get married. So if you're unhappy in your relationship right now and there's things that you're like, oh, like this annoys me or I don't like this personality trait or this is, it's going to get worse. So are you down to be complicit in staying in a relationship that doesn't fulfill you, but it feels safe and it's like, well, maybe I won't feel anything better. No, 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 no. You need to be single because you will find better. When you think you can't find better, that's when I know you can find fucking better daddy gang. And then you fucking come back and right before New Year's, you're like, I just realized through the time of thinking and being away from you, I just don't know if this is the right relationship for me. It's so much fucking better. And I've helped some friends with this and I've done it myself. It feels really, really daunting and really scary. And especially if you already have plans, you can cancel the plans. If this person was coming on your Christmas trip with your family, yeah, 
tell them to go spend it with their family and tell them that this is just it's just not the right situation this year and you kind of want to just do your own thing but this will give you some reprieve and the ability to formulate actually how you feel and it gives you a test run to see how you feel without them in your life you are going to be with family you are going to be you know busy you're going to be bored at times you there's a lot of things going on during the holidays that I think you can utilize in your favor to move on from a relationship and also to end a relationship so I don't know if anyone needed this but if you think you want to end your relationship please do not wait until after the holidays it's only going to complicate things and make the situation more painful for every single person involved the time is now daddy gang This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Something that really grinds my gears is I somehow will find myself just subscribing to things, right? And then all of a sudden, I see I have been paying this subscription service and I don't even use it because I just forgot to cancel it. Rocket Money can help you cancel a subscription that would otherwise be more time consuming and also you probably forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see anything I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddy. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddy. Rocketmoney.com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Daddy gang, what are your plans for the summer? I want to probably sign up for a couple excursions with mats, really put myself out there, do something I don't usually do. But when you want something, you got to just go for it. And that applies when you're hiring for your business. ZipRecruiter can help you snag the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And luckily, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash daddy. Got your eye on a rock star candidate. ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. So amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter, Daddy Gang, and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash daddy to try it for free right now. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash daddy. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws we need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Um, a lot of people have been messaging me, asking me to talk about 
growing out of friendships and moving on from friendships um, in your 20s and your 30s. And I guess just as you get older and you kind of, I mean, out of college, everything changes and I've kind of talked about this, but here's my two cents on this. There are going to be friends that you have from childhood that you have absolutely fucking nothing in common with. That's also just like an aggressive statement. You have shit in common with. But the things that you guys were comfortable and close with about when you were younger, there is a chance that you guys have evolved as adults and you guys don't have the same interests and you guys aren't similar in certain ways, right? But the reason you guys are friends is because of the history and the connection you had when you were younger. That's very normal. And I think those relationships, you just have to adjust your expectations around them. Like for me, those relationships are some of my favorite relationships. And it took me a while to work on it in therapy of like, we don't have anything in common anymore. Like, I don't even know what to talk to her about. And it's not a bad thing. I'm sure she feels the same. You know, it's like you almost you just change as people because let's keep it real. When I was seven and when I was 10 and I was 15, I'm a very different person now at 28 years old than I was. And my interests are different and my maturity level and my wants and my needs or whatever the fuck. And so are theirs. And so although we liked playing fucking hopscotch, is that hopscotch? Do you got <laughs> and jump rope? Okay. Whatever it was, manhunt, capture the flag, beating jewels together, we no longer do that. And so do our adult interests and hobbies align? They may not. And so how do you navigate those friendships? Number one, if those relationships fade, I think it's totally, totally okay. If you feel bad about it, my my advice would be you're not looking to connect with this person on like enjoying certain similarities anymore. You're not trying to find the needle in the haystack of like, let's talk about this because this is the one thing we can agree on or we like. You're keeping in touch and you're both supporting each other through whatever is going in and that going on in the other person's life. So if my friend is sitting across from me and it's a childhood friend that we don't have much in common anymore, it's the support that I'm providing my friend of genuinely being so interested and wanting to stay connected to her life that although I may not be as interested in the things that she's doing with her life, I'm interested because of the love that I have for this person because of the history and because I know this person and I had such an incredible bond that I respect this person and I'm so happy to see this person evolve and grow even if it means that we are not on the same page. I think that those kind of relationships are actually incredible friendships because there's no competition. There's no ulterior motive. It's a genuine history that you want to flourish and continue to grow while also not having these crazy expectations. So when you can get to that point with childhood friends, it's way, way better, I think, to actually just appreciate that you're still in touch and that you can be there as a sounding board because you knew this person way back when um, rather than being like a new adult friend that may not know the history and certain things about their upbringing, etc. 
Then there are also childhood friends that you grow with and you are so fucking close to and you guys have so much in common, but you guys live in different cities, right? And sometimes you almost rely so heavily on them being that childhood friend that you don't need to make as much of an effort texting them as let's say a new adult friend because you want to go to brunch with your adult friend and they're more in your immediate life. And if you actually came down to it, your that childhood friend is you're way closer to at the end of the day like if something really fucking bad happened in your life you're calling your childhood best friend but in the day-to-day you're sad because you're not as close and you don't know what's going on 24 7 in their life that's normal that is very normal and I get it I've had relationships that have I have struggled I have wanted to make more of an effort but they're busy or vice versa and I will just say this When you know someone from such a young age, again, back to the other relationship dynamic, like you can appreciate that you don't have to talk every day. Even if you send like a thinking of you text, like my best friend, Jackie from middle school and I, we have this joke. It's like, are we ever going to hang out? We hang out like once a year. We text and FaceTime like every month, but we're so bad at like putting a date and we're like, we have a virtual relationship, but we've appreciated almost the growth of that like dynamic of like, how cool is it that we never get to fucking see each other? Cause our lives are so busy, but we make a point to every month or so connect and have a conversation and support each other. And we are so similar, but it's like, we we are we are our lives are busy. She lives in Denver. I live in LA. Like it's it's not easy to just like connect all the time and be talking. Whereas I have friends in LA that I'm not as close to, but I talk to way more often. It's just the natural progression of relationships in life that I think we can normalize is really fucking sad. There's parts of me that miss being able to like go to Jackie's all the time and go to Lauren's all the time and go to Kristen's all the time and have sleepovers and slumber parties and go to the move like it it sucks I get it but you have to look at it like so appreciative of like damn like we have all these new adult relationships and stresses and we still keep in touch and we're still so close and I think it's about making the effort right like and also being understanding Jackie will send me like 15 paragraphs (laughs) she's gonna text me be like you you're acting like I'm a needy bitch let me finish my statement Jackie She'll send me 15 paragraphs and I don't answer till like two days later sometimes because I'm in the middle and the thick of something. And then I send her this long fucking paragraph and paragraph and voice notes and pictures. Then it takes her a minute to get back to me. And we've had a conversation about it where it's like, I know we're both on such different schedules and we're so busy and I love you and just know like you don't need to answer me immediately. I totally get you're super busy. So I think having a conversation because I think Listen, feelings can get really hurt, especially in friendships if someone's putting in more work than the other person. I think a lot of times it it can ebb and flow of one person's really putting in a lot of work and the other person's super busy or distracted with something in their immediate day-to-day life. And then it can flip-flop. Like, but it's the mutual understanding of we're doing our best and we know it's not malicious. We're not, we know we're not like putting other people before the other person. It's just life and we're busy and we're adulting and we have jobs and we have relationships. It's a lot. Do I wish I could talk to Jackie and Lauren and Kristen way more? Yes. But we make efforts that when we do talk, we're fully present. We're fully in it. That's something I think everyone can do a better job at. And I've really tried really hard to be 
because of how none of my um, best friends live in Los Angeles from home. I have to make sure that when I'm with my friends, like I want to be present. And I know it sounds stupid, but like there's nothing worse than when you're talking to someone and you can tell they're distracted or where their eyes are kind of glazed over and they're not really paying attention to what you're saying. If you want to create relationships that you have a mutual respect when you tell a story you want them to be engaged you want them to give your their honest opinion you want them to be concentrating on what you're saying and not distracted you need to give that back I feel like way too many fucking people get pissed off about relationships and I'm like yeah but you're a shit friend like when you don't have to talk to this person all the time but when you are interacting with your friend and I'm not perfect like that's what I'm saying like I definitely work on this of like are you there for your friend? Are you making it about you? Are you like, you know what I mean? Like be present and listening to them and showing them like, I know we don't get to hang out all the time or talk all the time, but I'm here right now. And I'm so invested because I love this person and I want to be here as a friend. Friendships take so much fucking work, daddy gang. They are if not harder than romantic relationships, because a romantic relationship, you're in it all the fucking time. You're with this motherfucker all the time. You're fucking, it's a lot, but there's like a different level of intimacy and connection. Obviously a friendship is just a lot more work in different aspects that you have to like really be consciously making an effort to make that person feel seen and supported in a relationship romantically you're really getting back a lot from what you put into the relationship. Like you are seeing benefits to your happy, healthy relationship. You're having a better sex life, a better conversations. You're going deeper. You're, you're more invested, et cetera, et cetera. With a friendship, there's times where like your life is going pretty well and your friend is fucking going through it or you're really going through it and your friend is fucking thriving in her life. And you need to know most of the time in a romantic relationship, you're going to be kind of on the same page because you're merging your lives together. Whereas in a friendship, you're not merging your lives. And so you're really on very different pages at times. Even if you look from the outside, like, oh, you guys have similar jobs and friends, you're going through very different shit. So it's It's like that relationship can feel sometimes unforgiving or like, oh, like I don't feel like going to listen to her bitch tonight about blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. We've all been there. But there's a difference between a friend that just loads onto you and dumps on you all the time and never wants to listen to your shit. And then there's times where it's like, hey, I know you may not want to go to that dinner and listen to your friend cry for like the fifth time about the guy that she's upset over, but you have to do it because a year ago she did it for you. So friendship is actually about recognizing more than not, you're going to be on absolutely different pages. I It's rare you're going to be on similar pages, right? Like college, it felt more on the same page because it's everyone has the same wants. Go out, drink, have fun, try to get decent grades so you don't fucking fail out. And boys, boys, boys beer drinking whatever the fuck and and then you get into the real world and it's like that's literally was a fake utopia that we all lived in that was just like easy to enjoy and now it actually is completely fucking different and friendship is a motherfucker unless you recalibrate your brain to recognize what comes from friendship is fucking incredible and you cannot replicate it in a romantic dynamic. There's nothing better than knowing friends are going to be there for you at your lowest. And they're, you know what? They're usually going to be on your side. (laughs) Your friend is going to be there to fucking support you and be like your hype person. So it's like, 
knowing that like in the bad moments, you got to be less selfish of realizing they're coming to me when I need this, when they need this and I'm coming to them. It's kind of a very at times transactional relationship. It feels unless you change your mindset around how to navigate a healthier adult relationship, which is we're not on the same page. We have different interests. We're at different points. And a lot. I guess it is also like, where are you at romantically? Listen, I completely get how it can go from you and your best friend. You're both single, right? You're talking daily. You're texting. You have automatic plans after work together every single weekend, brunches, late nights. On a Monday night, you may be hanging out. And then you or your friend gets a partner, right? Imagine your friend gets a boyfriend and you don't talk daily anymore, And she's not available every single weekend. Maybe even on weeknights, she's really not available. And it's hard not to take that personally and feel hurt by this. But this is part of the ebb and flow of friendship, right? When I personally get home now that I have a partner, when I get home from work, I want to spend quality time with my boyfriend and debrief our days and put our phones away so that we can connect. And naturally, I'm no longer going to maybe sit on my phone after work, FaceTiming my friends for hours, drinking wine. Of course, I would pick up the phone if naturally they were upset about something. But it's like since getting into a relationship, my day does look a little bit different than when I was single that's okay. What's not okay is if you stop putting in any effort to your friends and you expect them to come to you just because you're in a relationship and like you're what your hands are full with. No, I think there needs to be a conversation and a balance. And if you guys want, I could do a segment in an episode about what is the balance and the protocol when one friend gets into a relationship and the other friend is single. Because Both sides are valid that both feelings can get hurt and both people can feel like the other could be doing more. The other is being unreasonable. Like it can get very tricky because that flip happens so quickly and you go from being butt buddies basically to then the person that gets into the relationship now has someone that they go to all the time and the person that you went to now is in a relationship so you don't have someone to go to all the time and so you're kind of stripped of that immediate resource that felt so cozy and comfortable to you and they don't really feel that loss immediately because they have a partner now but back to what I was talking about it's important to really understand and I don't think it's articulated enough and I I will be honest I'm even realizing it as I'm just like freely thinking and talking in this podcast it's like you have like moments where you're at the same point of a friend and they're so fleeting and you actually just have to get more used to like I said the ebb and flow of friendship right and it's completely okay and it's not an indicator of the quality of your friendship. A strong friendship can handle the ups and downs. Like you do not have to stay friends with this person. You don't have to put in that effort. But if you do, and it's like years and years of friendship, how fucking incredible to look back and be like, these are just human beings that I met at some point in my life that we had no reason other than loving each other and respecting each other that we stayed close. So I love you guys. I hope this was helpful. You know, Papa Cooper's here, baby, okay? You come to me for the solos, and I will I will dish it out as best as I can. Um, I love you guys. 
always DM me if you guys want me to talk about specific topics because bitch, I can go. I never shut the fuck up. Okay. Just like my family always says, do you ever stop talking? No, that's why I have a fucking podcast. I love you, daddy gang. I will see you fuckers next Wednesday. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want zero dollar delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.